0: Hi there, you're listening to the Decide Already podcast. I'm life coach Michelle Davis, and this is where I share all of my best tools and tips for creating the life of your dreams, one you'll love. And I'm talking every area, love, fun, relationships, health, money, career, yes, every area. I'm so happy that you're here. So what are you waiting for? Decide Already, and let's get to it. Hey, how's everyone doing in this love month? And I've been having a great time going over all things love. And I know sometimes it's kind of silly to talk about love during February because everyone else is talking about it. But I have never put it on a podcast before, and it's one of the top things people come to me to work on, looking for that significant other, or dealing with another person that they are in relationship with. So love is a thing. It's a thing we all want, and sometimes we need a little bit of help figuring out how to get it. And so if you've been listening to the last few episodes, we talked about listening to the heart and The eight steps to acquiring self-love, which is really the first thing you need in order to have love outside of yourself with someone else. And then last week, we talked about that romantic love and how you can become a magnet to attract it to yourself. But today I want to talk about real love and what that means. I've alluded to it, maybe even mentioned it in the last few episodes, real love being unconditional love, not conditional love. But what does that really mean? And what does it look like? I mean, what are the signs of unconditional love or real love? Well, would you know what it looked like if somebody were drowning? Does it really look like how they depict it in movies with someone splashing around and making all that noise? Is that how it looks? You know, when I was about five years old, I had a near-drowning experience, and I can tell you that's not how it looks. In fact, I couldn't swim at all at that time, but we were at a public pool with my family. My parents were both present. My cousin was present. She was my mother's age, and they were both sitting on the steps of the pool, kind of paying attention to me. The pool was more like a backyard pool, actually. It had steps at one end and a deep end at the other. I could play near the steps because I was tall enough to stand there. But when I got bored, I would hang on to the sides of the pool and kind of hand walk myself all the way around the pool and come back to the shallow end. And then I would play there for a little bit and then I would do that again. My mom and her cousin actually sat where they were so they could watch me And my father was sitting at a table with some other people hanging out. There were people that we didn't know there who were also hanging out or laying out and also swimming in the pool. On one of my rotations around the pool, as I got close to the deep end, the lady who was laying out right by the deep end got up and I'm assuming decided to cool herself off by jumping in the pool. And when she did jump in the pool, it made such a splash that the side of the pool that I was hanging on to became wet and so slippery that I lost my grip. And as I frantically doggy paddled, trying to get back to that pool her jumping in the pool had caused waves that just kept causing me to move further and further away from the edge of the pool. I can remember all of this very vividly, and I can even remember how I was thinking. And as I began to sink, I could see my mom and my cousin sitting on the side of the pool talking to each other and not looking my way at all. I couldn't yell for them, I believed, because my mouth was already underwater and I was starting to sink as well. As I was completely immersed under the water, I remember thinking, okay, okay, when I touch the bottom, I'm going to push up so hard, and when I come out of the water, I'm going to yell really loud. So like I thought, I felt the bottom, and when I hit the bottom, I pushed up as hard as I could, but when I got to the surface, when my face came out of the water, I could do nothing. I wanted to yell, but nothing would come out. And then next thing you know, I was back under the water and all I could do was to put my hands above the water and hope that someone would realize that I was under there. Well, luckily, there was one man on the side of the pool who had been paying attention and thought that I seemed a little bit strange (laughs) in my behavior He jumped in, and he saved me. I'll never forget him. He had this black curly hair, a big mustache, and was wearing one of those silly Speedos. (laughs) As he pulled me out of the pool, my father became aware of what was going on and raced over. My mother then saw what was happening, and she and my cousin also came to me. She was, of course, crying. I think everyone was in shock at what had happened. I mean, there were so many people, even people closer than this man, and no one realized I was drowning except for him. You see, he had been a former lifeguard. He had had training, and he knew what the signs were of someone drowning. They weren't splashing around, yelling, or making any kind of noise. And it wasn't until I would say just a few years ago that I found out why I couldn't yell out. You see, when the body thinks it's drowning, it reserves its air. That's why you can't make any noise. It also doesn't let you splash around. It is reserving all of its resources to try and survive. Makes sense, right? But not very effective for getting yourself out of that kind of situation. Well, you know, when someone is drowning in conditional love, it actually looks more like what we do see in the movies. The hollering, the noise making, the flailing around, just minus the water, right? We can see that something is wrong, that they're acting strange, (laughs) But we might not know what to do about that. And because we can't really do anything for them, because they would have to do that for themselves, we can do that for ourselves. Because now you may have noticed when you feel like you're drowning, when you're drowning in conditional love. What do you do about that? How can you stop finding yourself being enveloped by that kind of love. I would say the first thing would be to let go of expectations. When you love other people, when you do something for them or show them love in any form, that needs to be done without any expectation of something coming back in return. The giving always comes first in the giving and receiving cycle. But you are not guaranteed to receive from that person that you've given to. Trust me, you will receive somewhere. I'm just saying it might not come from that person. So let that expectation go. Just love. Just make sure you have the self-love that you've been working on, the self-love practices that I mentioned in episode 11, that you've been working on, making yourself the magnet that I talked about in episode 13 and then giving out that love and that happiness and that joy that you develop for yourself out to others with no expectation of how it will come back in return or at all. And honestly, if you're doing that in the right way, if you really are coming from your own happiness and your own love, you're not going to worry about that anyway. You'll be overflowing with it and it's just going to be natural to give it out. And now that you also know what that drowning looks like, you can forgive others who are acting out from that place. Now you'll be able to see them very clearly for what's actually happening for them. And you can forgive them for that and love them anyway. Quite honestly, them finding that kind of support in you will enable them to possibly start to be more authentic and vulnerable and honest about what's actually happening for them, which is the best way that they can receive the love that you're handing out. And if you're handing out real love and they're able to receive that real love, it will be like a domino effect. And more and more, that real love will replace that conditional love and the drowning will stop. You can forgive yourself as well for the times that you have shown up as a drowning person, but also take ownership of when you've done that. If you've left things unresolved with anyone, when you have shown up in an angry way, in a victim way, in an attacking way, it would behoove you to remedy that, to take ownership of it, because all of those behaviors just say that you are expecting something back. And that means that you were giving out conditional love. So by taking ownership of that, you will be replacing that with the real thing. And I know that's what we all want is the real thing. There's a great series of books that I can recommend called Real Love by Dr. Greg Baer, spelt B-A-E-R. They go more in depth into all of this information. And the first book is actually just entitled Real Love. But he also has Real Love in Parenting, which is amazing, Real Love in Marriage, Real Love in Dating, and Real Love in the Workplace. These books I would highly recommend if you are experiencing a lot of getting and protecting behaviors from yourself and other people around you. I love to do group book clubs around this book and would definitely be open to anyone wanting to start such a group. You can always message me through the Facebook group for women called the Decide Already group for women on Facebook, or you can private message me on my coaching with Michelle Davis on Facebook page. Those book groups are very effective. They work very well with families and in work groups for creating relationships that really work well. And if you want to just work on it for yourself, the main book I feel like is very powerful. If you'd like to practice what it's like to give out real love, to send that out without the expectations, it's very simple and it's kind of a fun way to see how that could work. So for example, say like you're feeling like you need a little more love In your life. You could reach out to a friend or a family member and just ask them, how's it going? How are you doing? Do you need anything? How has the weekend been for you? And when they respond, don't give anything of yourself unless they ask, but just to know about them and make it all about them. And then just see how you feel afterwards. It feels really good. And what's interesting is they may not give it back to you, but it's going to be interesting watching where it does come back from. It's kind of cool, but don't expect it. I'm not asking you to expect it, but just saying the giving and the receiving always come together. It's just very interesting how that works. But when you're giving, you just give, give freely. So you feel like you need help in some area. Maybe there's something you don't know how to do or get done or you're feeling frustrated about something, go look for another way to help somebody else. You could go on to different groups and see if anybody's asking questions for help with something. You could call up an organization that usually takes volunteers and ask how you can help them. Just the giving out will feel so good when you have no strings attached. So try that out and see how that works. That's kind of what I did with this podcast. I've had so many people asking me, are you making money off of this? And really, honestly, for me, it was just a way for me to put this out into the world, to share these tools and things that bring me so much joy to share. You know, every time I would work with a client who had a breakthrough or had something come up. And then we were able to work together with the different tools that I share with them and to watch them walk out the door empowered and inspired and excited. You know, I just, honestly, sometimes I would just sit and cry with joy though, like with just this overwhelming feeling. And then I would get this thought afterwards, like, but it's just one, I, it's just one person. And I know just one person can make a big difference, but I just wanted to share it more. And if at some point I make some money off it, that's great. But my initial real reasoning for doing this was because I want to put out this stuff. I want to share it. And I had no expectations around it. It's just, I just love it. And I just wanted to get to as many women as possible. I do thank all of you that have supported it and have shared it and have listened to it and have given me some feedback too. That's been great. In that vein, I would love to know what topics you're interested in next. If you could shoot me a private message, that would be great. I'd love to hear from you on the group for women or on my coaching page You'll see those links. If you don't already belong to both of those pages, you'll see the links at the bottom of the description of the podcast. And I'd love to hear from you. What can I be talking about? And I will definitely try to gear my next episodes around that. So as always, my friends, thank you so much for listening to me. Thank you so much for the love and support and for being open to some of these ideas around love on this love month of February. It's been fun sharing it, and I certainly hope that it empowers you to create more of the love that you want to be experiencing in your life. You just have to decide that you will try out these different practices, see what works for you, and move your life forward in that direction. I look forward to sharing with you on the next episode. That's it for this week's episode of Decide Already, a grown-ass woman's podcast. Remember to visit my website at www.decidealreadypodcast.com, where you can subscribe and download the show so you'll never miss an episode. I invite you to join the Decide Already group for women on Facebook or LinkedIn to stay connected with me, and have access to all the units and postings that go along with my episodes. Please be sure to share this podcast with the other women in your life as well. I'm Michelle Davis. Thanks for joining me. Until the next episode, I'm sending out a whole bunch of love. Take care, stay safe, and God bless.